Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Okay, let's get right into it, folks. We have baseball right on deck and Thursday night football on the baseball side of things. It is a wild card race uh, coming right down to the wire in the AL. NL's already been decided. It's going to be the Cardinals with that win streak that just ended uh, yesterday to the Brewers at 17, I believe. Uh, They will be playing the winner of the NL West between the Dodgers and the Giants. Uh, Giants still leading the NL West, but whoever loses the NL West is going to be the prohibitive favorite in the NL wildcard one-game playoff uh, against the Cardinals. Uh, Adam Wainwright's going to be starting for the Cardinals. They already announced that. Uh, Doesn't matter who starts for the Cardinals. They're going to be heavy underdogs, but uh, we'll see what the actual... uh, landscape looks like because uh i would probably say you know from a dfs standpoint we probably play cardinals even though i i still don't think that team's any good but i'll be perfectly honest uh uh you you're gonna have to play an underdog in that kind of scenario um but right down to it the uh the al wild card matchup if this is the big game for the Yankees. They have to, uh, they're in Toronto, uh, the final three game set. Uh, the prohibitive Cy Young favorite, Robbie Ray's on the mound. Again, when you say prohibitive Cy Young favorite, that doesn't actually mean that I think uh, Robbie Ray is a true Cy Young candidate, but literally, this is one of the weakest Cy Young years ever. I mean, Robbie Ray is. Is thirteen and six on the year. Uh, <laughs> like I don't even know what to say about it. Like he won't. Uh, I mean, I'm not even sure if he's gonna. Yeah, like he. There's no way he can make it to 200 innings pitched this year. Uh, it, it, it's it's a terrible. Uh, this is a uh, story for another day with my rants about pitching in general, about how everyone's been coddled, but. Robbie Ray's not even going to make 200 innings, and he's the favorite for the Cy Young. Like, if that doesn't tell you how uh, busted pitching is in the modern era because of uh, just going to the bullpen way too quickly, I don't know what will. But, you know, regardless, uh, let's just get into it. Uh, Robbie Ray, uh, strikeout machine, uh, 1.04 whip. It it comes right down to this. Hard-throwing lefty. 
The Yankees have struggled, uh, by and large. But Robbie Ray is prone to getting blown up. And the one thing that we've, at least the the stats guys, and I'm not big on the numbers guys, but the, the one argument that's been made against Robbie Ray is that the regression to the mean is has been overdue for the second half of the year. And it really hasn't happened until he get, he did get hit in his last start against the Rays, but it's the Rays. They know how to stack against you. Realistically, the Yankees have to figure out a way of hitting Robbie Ray with their lineup. And, you know, in terms of guys, you know, obviously it, you're going to look at Judge and Stanton because they're hot right now. Uh, Stanton is just on fire. Uh, but, you know, I would think that in a tight spot, they're gonna uh, the Blue Jays are going to be smart enough to pitch around Stanton and Judge. To me, the guy I'd be looking at uh, when they're pitching around him, it, it's going to have to be it's going to have to be Glaber. In the lineup tonight, uh, you've got LeMahieu, Rizzo, Judge, Stanton, Glaber, uh, Sanchez. I think that's too high for Sanchez. Gardner, uh, uh, Gio, and he got Shioka. Um, here's the problem. You know, I know people want Sanchez for his power, but I mean... The closing stretch, Sanchez has been bad. Like, he's had some bad at-bats, period. Uh, I, you know, the season's on the line, but, whoo, you want to go with a 200 hitter uh, with the season on the line? I don't agree with the lineup. I'll, I'll say that. Like, I don't agree with Stanton being in the lineup tonight. Uh, as And the thing is, this is my whole issue with, uh, like, you don't want to have Gallo in the lineup either. Because it's it's a lefty lefty situation. He he's he's gonna struggle as well. It, like the Yankees kind of put themselves in a spot where lefty you need right-handed hitters, but you don't have any consistent right. You don't have that many consistent bats uh, in this lineup. It, it to me, I, I think this lineup is still highly flawed. But it is what it is when it comes to the Yankees at this stage of the year. You kind of have to go with what you got uh, at this point. But realistically, I would just try to be patient at the plate and let Ray walk, uh, work himself into walks. Uh, the Yankees have not walked nearly enough, in my opinion, uh, in, in trying to be disciplined at the plate. I think you have to try to put the onus on Robbie Ray to walk, guys. Because if you, if you make him walk and you make him pitch out of the stretch, he is not nearly as effective. And he will give up home runs. Like, like this is the key to beating Robbie Ray. You have to force him to walk you, get him in the stretch so he's not nearly as comfortable. And then, I'm telling you, his breaking pitches are not nearly as effective when he has to pitch out of the stretch. I'm, I am telling you, like it's it comes down to the plate discipline of the Yankees because his uh, you can lay off his breaking pitches and his fastball is a lot. Uh, easier to read in the stretch, but you got to get him in the stretch. If he's uh, if he's in the windup, I'm telling you, it's gonna be a very hard night for the Yankees. It's it's really that simple. And I'm telling you, the Yankees do need to win this game because Boston is playing Baltimore, 
And while the O's got a win in this series already, asking the O's to get another win in this series is going to be asking a lot. So, realistically, you already got a gift from the O's beating the Red Sox. The Red Sox have been playing bad baseball. Like, the, as I said before, the sweep against the Red Sox was a lot less about the Yankees and a lot more about Boston playing like absolute garbage. But, you know, you take what you can get. At the end of the day, the Yankees put themselves in this spot where they need to win these games and they still need to win this upcoming series against the race because even winning tonight does not guarantee you getting into the postseason. The Yankees have to win the series against Tampa because if they lose that series against Tampa, I said this before, to at least force a, a, a playoff, the Yankees needed to win six and nine. If the Yankees do not get themselves in a spot where uh, they uh, they can get themselves uh, it, into position to force a tie. Like, they have to get to six wins out of the nine. So, to me, it, it kind of comes down to uh, if you get the win tonight and you get five or six, you know, you, you, you're not necessarily. However, at the end of the day, the, the thing that folks really, really need to be paying attention to and I'm going to say this again because everyone just keeps focusing on the AL East. The thing that folks need to be paying attention to is the fact that Seattle won again last night. They beat the A's. Seattle is the, the, the team that no one was talking about. The Mariners are 89 and 70. They, they, they closed out the A's. Everyone get and like I'm one of them too. Everyone thought it was going to be the A's that you had to be looking out for. Seattle kept hanging around, hanging around, even when their own management traded their bullpen pieces to the Astros to benefit the Astros and hurt their playoff chances. Seattle keeps getting it done. Seattle now has a three-game series against the Angels, and now the news from the Angels is that they're not going to pitch Otani to close out the season against Seattle. If anyone has not been paying attention to the Angels, the Angels have actually played worse baseball down the stretch than even uh, the, uh, the Orioles. So even with the Orioles taking a game off the Red Sox, anyone who actually thinks the Angels are taking a game off Seattle... Uh, I, I'm sorry, like that is wishful thinking. This is why I keep saying the Yankees have to keep trying to win games because Seattle is right on their ass. And the problem is, Seattle, even if you, uh, even if you get uh, a, a two games off, uh, a two games off Tampa, Seattle could actually steal. Uh, I mean, Seattle technically could end up stealing that overall number one seed. I mean, uh, uh, first wild card position uh, from the Yankees if the Yankees uh, don't keep winning. So, even with all of this, the Yankees actually have to win tonight. So, if they don't win tonight, and it's only a one-game lead, it turns into 
an absolute nightmare for them. They actually have to win uh, win this game tonight, even if to put the distance between themselves and uh, and Toronto. Like uh, by taking out, uh, it would take out basically for all intents and purposes, it would take out Toronto. That's the important thing. You'd still have Boston and Seattle, but the they at least it gets you in a position where Boston. Well, if you win tonight, Boston has to sweep Baltimore. Because if you're looking at it, Seattle most likely is going to sweep the Angels. And with the Yankees situation, you have some games. uh, If you win tonight, you have some games, uh, a game, like you don't end up having to sweep. You don't have to uh, put yourself in a position where you have to sweep Tampa just to stay in the playoffs. Like, that, that's why I'm talking about this game being so important for the Yankees. Is the fact that by not winning tonight, you could easily be knocked out of the playoffs. Even if you win the series against uh, Tampa Bay. Like, if the sweeps happen. So, again, a lot of scenarios in play here. And, of course, you can't... Uh, you can't assume victories, but man, it, it, it's clo- the walls are closing in for the Yankees. So I'll just, I'll just say that it's like it is basically do or die time. And even with all that, even with all that, just to try to get into the postseason, Yankees are still behind the eight ball against some of these other teams that already qualified for the playoffs. Like that, that's how bad it is right now. I, I <laughs> like. I, You've got a lot of firepower still to go because it's it's not gonna it's it's not gonna be pleasant because again the wildcard team is gonna have to play Tampa and Tampa does have the Yankee, uh, like they can say whatever they want Tampa does have the Yankees number and they play the most consistent baseball out of all of them so it is what it is uh, we got Thursday night football as well. I'm just going to give my brief thoughts. Uh, Bengals coming into this 2-1. Uh, they beat the Steelers mainly because I told you on the picks, I picked them outright to beat the Steelers because Big Ben, uh, Big ben is toast as a QB, his arm shot. So I know people are going to be hyping up the Bengals. My caveat to this is the Bengals are not a very good team. And when you're not a very good team and you have a big win, you tend to read your own press clippings. So it would not shock me if they struggle against Jacksonville tonight. It would not shock me. The problem is Jacksonville is also coached by Urban Meyer, who is not in, should not be an NFL head coach. So you've got two very movable objects here. So what do I actually suggest in terms of a DFS play here? Part of me is leaning towards playing Joe Burrow because I'm not entirely sure if Joe Burrow and Javar Chase are a thing yet. I know they have a connection from their days at LSU, but I'm still, again, we're still going to need to see uh, more of Jamar Chase, in my opinion, uh, before we pencil him in in that number one wide receiver role because you have Tyler Boyd. And Tyler Boyd's still going to generate targets and, and get receptions. And Tyler Boyd is cheaper on DraftKings. It is far more feasible to put together a lineup 
where Tyler Boyd's the captain and you have Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. The problem is, on the Jacksonville side, you're kind of limited towards, like, Trevor Lawrence has been rough. Uh, James Robinson is priced up, but he is ineffectively used by Urban Meyer. So, if James Robinson carries risk, I think you're going to have to try to uh, pick and choose between Trevor Lawrence and James Robinson. Um and then play a cheap uh, wide receiver for the uh, Bengals. My favorite is Auden Tate. Uh, but with Auden Tate, you probably only get maybe three receptions max. If you get, only get one reception, that's not out of the realm possibility. But I do think he gets targeted tonight. But, yeah, I, I honestly think you're going to have to choose a side between Trevor Lawrence and James Robinson. I don't necessarily want to play too many wide receivers for Jacksonville. Uh, Marvin Jones, certainly you could play. Um, but uh, I'd probably take Marvin Jones over Trevor Lawrence as well. So basically, the kind of choice that comes down to James Robinson or uh, Marvin Jones, I probably would say we, uh, you play James Robinson. But we've seen Urban idiotically ignore James Robinson in the, uh, in the offensive game for Jacksonville. But... Uh, yeah, it, 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 tonight's an ugly slate. I'm not going to lie. Maybe this is one where you pair back uh, the amount of lineups you play. Uh, because, frankly, even I'm kind of questioning some of my decision-making with uh, playing a lot of uh, lineups tonight. Because I can see this game going a couple of different ways. And if uh, the Bengals start off slow, like, it's certainly possible. This could be a rough night. I, I don't quite know. I don't quite have a great read on this one. But, you know, we'll see how this game goes. But as I said, this is a big night for baseball. The problem is, I think most of the country is still going to be watching the football games. And that's on baseball's failure to properly market uh, to the younger demographics. So, that's a story for another day. But... I'm going to get out of here because uh, the games are uh, going to be starting uh, for baseball pretty soon. So uh, I want to watch that. So uh, that's all for tonight. Uh, have a good one, folks. And uh, until next time. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.